Hello, my most amazing RTK podcast family. How are y'all doing on this beautiful, beautiful Thursday? I might add, I am a little late. (laughs) This podcast is a little bit late. Yesterday, someone on my team texted me and said, waiting on the podcast. And I realized that I'm late. I was one day behind this whole week. You ever been like that? One day behind this incredible week. Um, I March is slammed for me. I am booked and busy. And uh, I always, I told our church on Sunday, I pastor Limitless Church here in Fayetteville, Georgia. And Sunday, we were talking about, uh, I did a whole series on Paradise Island. And basically, what I did was I talked about how Mostly I talked about the heart a lot, you know, how the Bible says if my people who are called by name would humble themselves and pray. But then I also said, if you do two commandments, you will always stay on top of your world. The first one was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul. And two is to love thy neighbor as thyself. And if you can get your heart right and do one, the rest of it falls into place. Because if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, and soul, your heart is in such a great place that you're not even thinking about clapping back. You're not even thinking about being angry. You're not even thinking about, you know, just stuff that you can't do anything about anyway. So, Sunday, I was talking about y'all need to get out of your feelings and get into some healing. Y'all need to get out of your feelings because there ain't no money in there. And I am such a, a, a factual proof of that, that so many years of my life I spent just, just p- petty crocker. Like, I was just so irritable. And I could even tell y'all to this day, like, I can tell whenever I haven't spent time with God like I should. I can tell when I hate my life or I can tell when I'm concentrating on the negatives instead of the positive, which is so easy to do. It is so easy to focus on what's wrong in life, right? It is so easy to focus on the bad and how slow life is going when you want your your life to take off and your career to take off and you're you want to hurry up and get married and you you you're in your head you're a single person and you're already thinking about great I'm already 32 years old and now I got to meet somebody then I got to date that person for such amount of years and then I've got to get to know them and then by the time we finally figure out we're wanting to get married. I'm going to be 36 years old and then I'm going to have to hurry up and have babies fast because I'm old. Is that not how we are? We just like in our stinking little pea brains, that's what I call my brain sometimes. How are you even trying to figure life out, Kim, at the capacity that God, God, we, we serve like the goat, You know, like we serve Jesus and he created this entire world in a week. Okay. The entire world, trees, plants, people, sun, moon, stars, right? He thought of everything. And if he can do that in a week, what can he do with your life? So get out of your own way, Kim. So that's how I talk to myself all the time. So I want to talk today about how to go from being negative to positive. So many of us, one day we're up 
And one day we're down. One day we're up, one day we're down. And, and I just always, like when I find myself critical or I find myself, you know, bleh, you know, I just, I just have to stop and reevaluate and refocus and be like, Kim, really? You've got a great life. Because even I, with all the amazing things going on in my life, can get so irritable. It's almost like, y'all know when y'all walk by, when y'all walk by like a, a, a door, a, a handle, and your shirt gets caught on the door handle, and you just jerk it, and you end up like, like ripping your shirt. That's, that's what we get for that. You know what I'm saying? That we are so irritable. We're so irritable that we will allow a stupid door handle <laughs> to make us mad. And that's when we just need to stop and breathe and be like, look how eat, look how great your life is. Look how great your life is, Kim. You you, you got you, you're alive for starters. Like you can walk, you got two legs. Right, you've got two hands. You've got you've got a mouth. You 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 have peace. You know you 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 really don't have anything to be angry about. So today, let's talk about it. You know, negative situations happen. They're just going to happen. They happen all the time, and we can't avoid them. We just can't avoid negative situations. So so how can we counteract their negative effect on our lives and our attitudes? Let's let's talk about that. How how can we change it? Really learning the positive, the power, really the power of positive thinking helps us stay positive, even in the midst of tragedy. Um, learning how to stay positive in negative situations is invaluable in leading a healthy lifestyle. And I'm going to give you seven ways. I want you to get your notebooks out, get your podcast, your RTK podcast notebook out, your journal because you're going to, want to go back and you're going to research this. Um, you know, uh, I, I, I even have been praying lately, God, make my spirit aware. Like when I am following certain people online, I just don't feel like God created me as a pastor to scare the hell out of people. You know what I'm saying? And so when I encounter preachers that are very judgmental or very critical, I just mute them. I don't necessarily unfollow them because they're my friends. I just don't agree with their method of judging people and calling people out. And, and I just, I, I have a really hard time with people that think their way is the only way. They're, 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 they're prideful. I don't do well with that. So what do I do? I mute them. Right. And so number one is going to be, you got to have a positive support group. You got to make sure the people you're following. Now, I pray every day that God gives me the ability to love people so right that it makes them want to live right. Right. Because, you know, I was raised in a very strict religion where, I mean, by the time but we had an altar call every service and I was down at that altar getting saved every single week because I was scared to death after that preacher preached. And I pray that I have a an ability to show you how to live right because living right is a mandate from God. You cannot be living and looking like the world and call yourself a Christian. You just can't. In fact, when you live right, your heart is right, you don't live you don't look like that. You know, you don't you don't look like sinners because you you don't even have it in you to look like that, right? Whenever I stump my toe, the I don't cuss. 
right? It ain't because I'm holier than thou, but it, because anger isn't in me. Cuss words come from a place of anger. For you to have to say the F word and the S word. And why am I going to want to just let words fly out of my mouth that mean dog doo-doo, right? Or, or you know, just, just why? It's just anger connected to that. So it's not in me to cuss because my heart is right. You know, when I cuss, I'm like, oh, man, that hurt. Kim, watch where you're going, right? So it's it's almost like when you live right and your heart is right, you there there's there's not ugliness in you to come out you know when you're when your heart is right and your heart is pure and you love the lord your god with all your heart mind and soul you don't think to gossip it is not in me to think of anything ugly to say about not even my ex that literally is still calling people trying to talk ugly about me two and a half years later it ain't even in me to even say anything ugly about him when i could but it ain't in me because I've forgiven him, right? So you, you, when, when your heart is right, you benefit from having a pure heart. You just benefit the blessings of heaven follow you. Come on, somebody. The blessings of heaven, your fruit is evidence. Money finds you. Uh, uh, blessings follow you. You don't get offended at nothing. People, listen, I'm telling y'all, it is a fact. I don't get offended at nothing. I, I'm the most unoffendable person on the planet. Somebody could sit and call me a fat ugly, whatever person. And I would just smile at them because I know who I am. So their ugly words are not changing who I am. Why? Because I'm healed. You see what I'm saying? So if you're following people online that make you feel some sort of way, that's the Holy Spirit, right? When I follow people and they're judgmental and they're calling other people out and they're acting like they're the only one saved and blah, blah, blah. When it irritates my spirit, it's because it goes against what's in me, right? It's not godly. And so instead of me following that person, getting irritated at that person because they're making it harder for me to love people God's way because they're putting a bad rap on God's kids, I just merely unfollow them. I go by my gut, right? Their posts are not condemning me. So if I'm feeling something off with that person, it just means God wants me to protect my spirit, right? Because it is a fact that when we're human, we uh, we have to watch our spirits and whatever's in our spirit comes out. So whatever's in my heart's going to come out of my mouth. Whatever's in my head's going to come out of my mouth. And I don't ever want to be thwarted into preaching something or saying something out of offense, right? So I just merely mute them or unfollow them, right? They don't, they don't even know any of it, any of the above. So number one for this is you got to have a positive support group. It's important to have a positive support group that will help each member through difficult times. You know, I've got an RTK inner circle and my inner circle is not a 30-day mentorship program. It is a tribe where we literally do life together. It's a whole bunch of people going in the same direction, which is called victory, right? And so in this group, we've got groups within the group and people are building relationships. We we go through deaths together. We go through having babies together. We go through uh, uh, re, 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 renovating our kitchens. You know, we, I mean, we just, we are a tribe. 
And uh, it's our support. It's our positive support group. And if anybody's in that group that begins to act up, I move them. I take them out because I'm very protective of our RTK inner circle because we all got to be on the same page, right? So we can keep peace. Life is hard anyway. So we just need a place of escape. We need a place where it's our escape and not our duty. So notice that I said a positive support group, which means surrounding yourself with positive people And it will help you stay positive when in a negative situation. There are plenty of negative people out there. Just avoid them, unfollow them, mute them. Their negative attitudes will only bring you down and be counterproductive to what you are trying to achieve by practicing positive thinking. Here's number two. Number two is express what you are grateful for. Every day, you need to be thankful and thanking God as soon as you wake up for something you're grateful for, right? Even in the worst of times, most of us realize that we still have things in our lives for which we are grateful and voice those blessings, right? Voice those blessings, Um Uh, talk about the things you are grateful for with your closest friends, with your tribe. I'll tell, I'll tell the RTK inner circle every once in a while. Y'all know we've been in a whole two years of just meltdown in our world. Now we're in a whole war and it's really easy to our, 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 our Facebook wall, our private page to start looking like a big old prayer list. I'll tell them, y'all, we don't mind praying, but I need you to put grateful posts up as well. Make sure that you are talking about things you're grateful for. If you're in the hospital, be grateful that you ain't dead. Be grateful that there's a bed for you to lay in, right? Find something to be grateful for. And I even say, you know, keep a great a gratitude journal to capture the thankfulness you feel for what you have on a daily basis, right? Actively knowing what you are grateful for will help you to always have a grateful mind and heart, even when bad things happen, right? I bet you I say once a day, God, thank you for saving me from this. Thank you for saving me from that. God, thank you for letting me get out of this thing that I thought was going to kill me. And I'm still in my right mind, right? Here's number three. Retrain your mind. Number three is retrain your mind. Are you a person who continually beats yourself up mentally? Do you constantly question your actions? Believe me, I've been there. Nobody needs to call me stupid because I can do that just fine by myself. So I got to retrain my brain, just like you. Retrain your brain to stop doing that to yourself. The more you talk negatively to yourself, the more that negativity will become a part of you. Instead, practice the power of positive thinking. Anytime a negative thought comes into your mind, replace it with a positive one. At some point, This will become more natural as your brain automatically turns a negative into a positive. All right. Although, y'all, it might not feel like it at the time, 
most negative situations contain a learning experience. If we're going to, if we're going through something dif, uh, uh, discomfortable, di, uh, uh, pain, uh, the pain of dealing with the negative situation, we might as well take the advantage to learn something from it, right? Learn something from it. And how do you do that? By shifting your mindset and looking for the lesson in the situation. It, it isn't about blaming yourself or anyone else for that matter. Instead, the purpose of doing this is to get something positive out of the situation and hopefully to prevent it from occurring again in the future, right? So basically, it's healing the parts of you that attracted the person that broke your heart. So you never, ever attract another bozo, okay? Here's number four. Exercise your body and mind. We know that exercise is really good for our bodies, but what about our minds, right? Sure it is. It releases those natural endorphins, even if it's just walking around your cul-de-sac six times. Yeah, that ain't doing nothing, Kim. Yes, it is. It's getting your body moving. It releases natural endorphins in our brains that make us feel better. So we got to exercise. Has it has as as physical as well as mental and emotional benefits. So get out there and move around. Okay. Here's number five. Accept and find solutions. Okay. Many of us are restraint resistant. We don't want to do it. We're resistant to change in our lives. What we must do is learn to accept that change will happen. Haven't you heard that the only consistent, the only constant in life is change? There's a lot of truth to that really, y'all. As we continually go through changes, whether good or bad, accepting that changes are a part of life, it really does help us relax and be more accepting of change. I hate change. I don't like change. Like they just changed my store. My team just changed my store into a um, different category. So now it just seems like more work, right? It's just, I'm the type that if it ain't broken, don't change it. However, in order to go to another store, stratosphere of abundance, I can't, I can't keep, you know, staying in the mom and pop mentality. So you got to just accept in order to go where you want to go, you got to grow. You got to work through the kinks as you go. So you got to try to look for positive aspects. For example, if you're in a bad job situation, what do you do? Accept it and try to make it better, possibly. Or maybe this is the chance to make a change for yourself and look for that job you really want. You can't always control the situation that we find ourselves in and we can't please everyone. What we can do when we find ourselves in a negative situation is to take ownership of our actions and make amends for our mistakes, right? If you find yourself in a negative situation, trying to take responsibility for things you have no control over will only make you feel worse. It's also self-defeating. Yep. 
It's self-defeating as if you don't have control over something, then there's usually not much you can do to change it. All right. So for example, if you're catching a flight to an important event and the flight is delayed, there's not much point in worrying about whether it's going to be delayed further or canceled as you don't have any control over it. What you can do is let any contacts you have at your destination know about the situation or even try to book a different flight to make sure you get there as soon as possible. But stressing out and getting mad ain't going to change nothing. You hear me? I am the queen of being able to just shift. When I realize I can't control something, I don't even worry about it again. I just make, I just will call whoever I need to call. I'm not going to make it or I'm going to be late, but I sure don't stress out. Nope. I don't breathe hard. I don't do none of that. Here's number six. Practice self-compassion. Every negative situation is a chance to practice a valuable skill called self-compassion, right? The amount of self-compassion we show ourselves is directly proportionate to our quality of life. So if we're able to practice self-compassion, we are more likely to be resilient in the face of challenging situations. And we're more likely to take risk that further our personal and professional development. So we're also more likely to take steps to amend any role that we played in creating the negative situation in the first place. So self-compassion is not the same as giving yourself a free ride or not taking responsibility for your actions. Instead, it's about accepting that you are a human being with human experiences. (laughs) Here's number seven. Remember, it will pass, period. Life is a process of highs and lows and everything in between, just as this means that negative situations are inevitably going to happen. It also means that they will inevitably pass and make way for more positive times. I always say this to y'all. It's a season, not a sentence. Stop allowing a season in your life to define your lifetime, okay? Stop it. Stop wallering in the mud and get up, pull your big old thick thigh or your skinny thigh and move. Nothing changes until you change. So our job is to take what we can from the negative situations, whether it's a lesson, well-learned, or a renewed trust in our strength and resilience, and to enjoy the good times while they last. Here's my final thoughts. Negative situations are uncomfortable, even painful at times, but how we approach these situations Y'all, it has a huge influence over how we experience them. More tragic changes, such as a death, will throw us off even worse. But when our brains 
are practiced on how to stay positive in negative situations. Even tragedy won't destroy us. When my daddy died, yo, I don't have a ton of pictures around my house of dad because, you know, I hear people say it's important to grieve. It's important to grieve. And I did, but I'm not going to stay there because my daddy's not coming back. So because I have such a grasp on positivity and and learning a positive mind frame, I will allow myself to mourn and move, but I'm not staying there. When I realize that there's nothing I can do about a situation, I do not dwell there, right? So there's not pictures around my house of my dad. Um, Anything that would make me just stay sad, I don't think about it. I don't watch videos of him. I don't listen to his voice over and over again. I will see my daddy in eternity, but I'm not going to live every day of my life living in the, I wish he was still here because my daddy doesn't want to be here, right? With my ex-husband, I don't follow him on any of his social media pages. I don't know what he's doing in his life. Uh, I don't ask about him. I don't, any of those things because it's not my concern. You know, it's once once he served me divorce papers and he left, I don't need to know anything else about him. We don't have children together, right? Even with my son's father, I don't know anything going on with him. I don't ask questions, right? Because I don't need to keep in touch with anything that was a part of my past. It's not a part of my future. I'm not angry at any of them, right? I don't want to, I don't want to tattle on them. I don't want to make anybody feel, you know, I always look at it this way. Just because I don't like somebody doesn't mean somebody else don't like them. You understand what I'm saying? And just because I've got a bad taste in my mouth about a person doesn't mean they're not helping other people, right? So who am I to put my mouth on somebody because I had a bad experience with them, right? Because if I put my mouth on them, what if someone was really growing from that person that I don't like and they were the, their their connection to get to heaven and I you know, spewed some bad taste in my mouth because we didn't get along. And now all of a sudden that person don't never want to know Jesus or ever want to hear about the Lord or, and, and I'm the culprit. So that's how come I never put my mouth on anybody. I don't put my mouth on any bad preachers that were in my presence. I don't put my mouth on any bad counselors. I never say a bad word about anybody because when I get to heaven, I want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. I don't want nobody's blood on my hands, right? So just because you don't like somebody don't mean they're not helping somebody else out of the pits of hell. You know what I'm saying? It ain't my place to judge. And just because I don't like them don't mean they're horrible, okay? It just means we didn't get along. So, you know, just allow yourself to find the power of positive and the power of positive thinking, and and it really will help you get out of negative situations. I love this. I'm going to read this. This is how how I'm going to end it today. Y'all ready for this? I want you to declare this over yourself. Just repeat this after me. I won't be deceived in this season. I won't be fooled and played in this season. My eyes are open and my discernment is on point. I receive wisdom and knowledge to know right from wrong. I walk in authority and confidence, knowing that my faith is growing stronger even through hard times. I won't miss. I can't lose. I'm wide awake and aware of the enemy's tricks. Thanks be to God 
who made me to win today is the best day of the rest of my life. I'm going to end with this quick story. Leaving the city of regret. I had not really planned on taking a trip this year, uh, and yet I found myself packing rather hurriedly. This trip was going to be unpleasant, and I knew in advance that no real good would come of it. I'm talking about my annual guilt trip. I got tickets to fly there on Wish I Had Airlines. It was an extremely short flight. I got my baggage, which I could not check. I chose to carry it myself all the way. It was weighted down with a thousand memories of what might have been. No one greeted me as I entered the terminal to the Regret City International Airport. I say international because people from all over the world come to this dismal town. As I checked into the last resort hotel, I noticed what they would what they would be hosting. I noticed that they would be hosting the year's most important event, the annual pity party. I wasn't going to miss that great social occasion. Many of the town's leading citizens would be there. First, there would be the Dunn family. You know, the shoulda, the should have, the would haves, and the could haves. Then came the I had family. You probably know Old Wish and his clan. Of course, the opportunities would be present, missed, and lost. The biggest family would be the yesterdays. There are far too many of them to count, but each one would have a very sad story to share. Then the shattered dreams would surely make an appearance. And it's their fault would regale us with stories, excuses about how things had failed in their life. And each story would be loudly applauded by don't blame me and I couldn't help it, family. Well, to make a long story short, I went to this depressing party knowing that there would be no real benefit in doing so. And as usual, I became very depressed. But as I thought about all of the stories of failures and all that it brought back from the past, it occurred to me that all of this trip and and, and subsequent pity party could be canceled by me. I started to truly realize that I did not have to be there. I didn't have to be depressed. One thing kept going through my mind. I can't change yesterday, but I do have the power to make today a wonderful day. I can be happy, joyous, fulfilled, encouraged, as well as encouraging. Knowing this, I left the city of regret immediately and left no forwarding address. Am I sorry for the mistakes I've made in the past? Yes, but there's no physical way to undo them. So if you are planning a trip back to the city of regret, please cancel all your reservations now. Instead, take a trip to a place called starting again.
I liked it so much that I have now taken up permanent residence there. My neighbors are the I forgive myself and the new starts. They're so very helpful. By the way, you don't have to carry around heavy baggage because the load is lifted from your shoulders upon arrival. God bless you in finding this great town. If you can find it, it's in your own heart. Please look me up. I live on I Can Do It Street. (laughs) Y'all, I love that. And I love all of you so very much. Thank you for joining me in this incredible podcast. I pray it totally encouraged you and let you realize that you hold the keys to your life. You are the CEO. You can demote. You can fire. You can do whatever you want to do in your life. And at the end of the day, it's nobody's fault but yours. You can forgive and move forward and realize that hurt people hurt people. But heal people, heal people. Today, let's start again. Let's do better. I love you. I believe in you. Remember, I got your back, your side, your front, your top, your bottom. Get in my RTK inner circle and let's grow together. Go get some of my merch. I've got fabulous clothing at realtalkkim.com, my realtalkkim.com website. You can go to the store and shop. You can go to the itinerary tab and find out where I'm going to be in your city. I'm coming, I'm, y'all, my March, I'm traveling all over the place. And I will be at my church every Sunday, Limitless Church, 1653, Highway 85 South, Fayetteville, Georgia, 30215, every Sunday, 10 at 1130. I love you guys. Talk to you next week. <laughs>